Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. How are you doing today? Hello. Good. How are you? Good. So tell me about your day. I know you've been doing something interesting today. Yes. We got our, our little piggies finally. Yay. So Brian's over there actually right now helping my dad finish some of the, the fencing for it. And I was just admiring the cutest little piggies in the world. So these pigs are going to be like hamburger and pork chop, right? Oh, not oh, hamburger, yes, yes. pork chop and bacon. <laughs> I actually, I named ours Pop-Tart because okay. lard makes good Pop-Tarts. So okay. I'm trying not to get too attached, but they yeah. are so cute. So. Yeah. How many did you guys get? Uh, my parents got one and we got one just to okay. start with and see. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Freezer are space guys- is always an issue. So okay. will you guys butcher them yourself or do you have a processing plan that you're going to take them to? Um, as of right now, Brian is fully on board with butchering and processing okay. ourselves. Okay. So I'm really excited. We yeah. have a family in our church that um, has a party once a year and it's like a butchering mm-hmm. party and everybody goes yep. over and they kill the hogs. Yep. And, yeah. That's what we're going to try to do. We'll see. It, we, we, t- we just jump in with both feet no matter what we're doing. So we'll, we'll figure it happens. out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. What have you guys been up to? You've been pretty productive today too. We started homeschool today, our first grade homeschool curriculum today, and I'm very excited about it. Um, we've had it for a couple months and I just stuck it in the top of the closet because I've been so morning sick that and listeners, in case you haven't seen my um, <laughs> social media, it's out and official now. I'm pregnant and going to have Yay! a baby. Yeah and have been so morning sick for a very long time. So if over the past few uh, months of episodes, you're like, man, Jordan sounds tired. (laughs) You honestly haven't. Because I was tired and vomiting (laughs) nonstop. I get extremely morning sick. So, but I'm coming out of it now. And um, yeah, so I just had stuck the curriculum up in the top of the closet because I knew that if it was in our school cabinet that I would be looking at it and be like, I need to start. Yeah. Need to start. So anyway, yeah. got it down a couple weeks ago and we got everything ready and started today. And I'm so excited. It's just so start the first day of school. Is so magical. It's just so fun. And I am pleasantly reminded how much I love having homeschool as a part of our daily routine and how mm. it, it honestly mm. makes the day feel so much more productive. Like yeah. we have a sense of, of family accomplishment together and um, it just, I don't know, has, we have a better flow to our day. Um, Mm -hmm. I just love it. I love having it in our routine and you would think that the day would seem busier, but for us, whenever we have that in the rhythm, it just, things flow better. It's like, forces you to slow down. Yeah. And it's like, not as chaotic, not as like random. Mm -hmm. We're not running here or there. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. we know we're doing this today. So yeah, it's been really good. Yeah. Brian, Brian really encouraged me to try the year round for that reason. And not that we'll never take long breaks because we will take long breaks, but yeah. we've really, really, really been enjoying that because then when we need to take a break, we need to take a break either because we absolutely need to rest or we absolutely need to work on something else. And yeah. it's been really good so far. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I have, an, I have a friend who's, um, she just decided to start doing the year round, um, thing too. 
And honestly, <clears throat> we will probably do something similar to that just because, well, this year we're starting in July um, because we'll have the baby in the winter and I want to be able to take some time off when that happens. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like we will probably end up doing something similar to that because even whenever we weren't schooling this summer, we were still doing stuff like we had um, yeah. books yeah. that we were going through and like the reading stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we just, I, I like the structure of it, having something going yeah. on education wise. So yeah, Anyways, yeah, that was our day today. It was very exciting. Cool. Yeah. Ransom's birthday was over the weekend. And so oh, yeah, we still, 4th of July, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. So um, Jared makes, uh, whenever the boys turn four, every year after four, they get an obstacle course on their birthday. Oh, fun. So, <laughs> so the zip line is still up, which is part of the obstacle course. Um, and so they played on that for a while today too, which is exciting. That's funny. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about Bible reading. Um, something that we actually haven't talked about before. We talk about, we talk about the concept of Bible reading a lot, but we haven't done an episode on it. And, um, I was thinking the other day after a conversation with a friend, like, man, maybe we should kind of break that down, um, as to how we prioritize Bible reading in our lives and why, <clears throat> why we feel it's important. Um, and yeah, just kind of give some encouragement on that. So I'll just go ahead and get started, I guess. Unless Sweet. you want to say anything first on Bible reading. No, I know. I hope it's not super duper repetitive because I know we've talked about other times. So I'm excited to just kind of dig in. Yeah. So I thought the first thing we should do is maybe debunk the idea of moms not having enough time or just like people in general. <laughs> I feel like that's the most common excuse. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have enough time um, to do my Bible reading like I want to. Um, and mm. so I think my first response to that is everyone has the same 24 hours in the day and yeah. um, you make time for what's important to you and what you prioritize. So if it's important to you to eat today, then you're going to make time to eat today. Um, if it's important to you to um, do laundry for your family, then you're going to do laundry today. But if that's not important, then you're not going to do it and you're going to prioritize other things above that. And Bible reading is no mm -hmm. different really. It has to do with priorities and your heart. So um so I think that that's important to think about first, just like, okay, kind of just taking time to reflect on what is my excuse really? What are my excuses? And then just, yeah. and then just repenting of those and mm -hmm. saying, God, I'm sorry for um, prioritizing other things above what you tell me to do that is important in my life. And um, as anything God tells us to do, it's for our good. So whenever we neglect those things, we're actually harming ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I think you also have to break down your idea of what you think Bible reading looks like. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Because if you're imagining your Bible reading time being you silently sitting with a cup of cup, cup of coffee in your journal and um, commentaries and the whole nine yards to be able to have a quick hour of reflection, <laughs> then I understand that you feel like you may have not, may not have enough time for that unless you want to get up really early or stay up really late. Um, which are options. And if, and if that is what you sincerely want Bible reading to look like, then that will take, that will take its form in your life, whatever that's going to look like. Um, yeah. If you genuinely want that, then you genuinely better not want Netflix more than that. Exactly. Very, more than that. Very good point. <laughs> what was the other thing you said? I said, or YouTube if you're me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Or watching stories on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's just 
prioritizing this is what is most important to me. So yeah, um, whatever time your kids go to bed, I don't know what time that is in your house, yeah. or what time, whatever time you get done with your chores for the day or whatever it is, um, just knowing, okay, if I want my Bible reading time to look like that in the season, then I'm going to have to let some other things go. Um, yeah. But for me, that kind of Bible reading rarely happens. Um, for me, I'll just say what my routine is like. I get up in the mornings and before I even get out of bed, um, I do my Bible reading for that day. And Lexi and I both do the Bible reading challenge. So um, it's, well, right now it's usually four or five chapters a day, but in the school year, it's a little bit more. It's usually six, right? Usually, usually six. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's usually six. Um, and <laughs> this is the other thing I was telling my friend. It's like, that sounds like a lot to people if you've only been reading a chapter a day. Um, but when you really actually, I love it that and with the Bible reading challenge, they, they do like a challenge to time yourself reading. I think it was Ephesians, mm -hmm. time yourself reading Ephesians. Yeah. And it's shocking. It's like, oh man, that only took me like 15 minutes. It's really doesn't take that long. If you actually just read through it, like you're reading a book or reading the newspaper, or reading a blog, whatever. Um, well, and you just think too, we're reading so much all day long. We don't, we don't think we read so much more all day long. So we're not necessarily thinking, well, we take so much time to read all day long. You should just replace those things with scripture, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. sitting and reading recipes or reading the news or reading a magazine in the doctor's office. All that time adds up too. So just replace it with scripture. Yeah. And some of my time, some, of, some days, um, I don't get that time early in the morning. So some days it is me sitting on the couch, reading my Bible while kids ask me questions and play around me. And, um, and that's totally fine too. That's totally an acceptable way to also be reading your Bible. Um, but for me, what's really encouraging is that I can trust that it's God who's working through my Bible reading. So just like any other Christian discipline that we're um, prioritizing in our life, we trust that it's actually God and his spirit who are yeah. working in us through our obedience, not actually our obedience that does the work, but it's Christ that's doing it. So even if there's times that you're like, okay, I just read that chapter and I have no idea what I just read. My mind totally blanked out. Like what the heck did I just read? Like don't feel condemned in that moment because if we believe that the Bible is living, active, sharper than a two-edged yes. sword, um, everything that Hebrew says that it is, that it, it really does convict and change and pierce our hearts. And, yeah. um, and we know that the Bible, it does that, that it, we, we don't have to read it perfectly for it to be working mm -hmm. in us. No. And I think too, part of not the main end goal, but part of the end goals with scriptural reading is um, character and virtue. And even if you're not reading it for immediate gratification, um, you're still becoming the sort of person that wants to value scripture enough to read it, whether or not you're getting some personal gratification. Yeah, so there's exactly. character even mm -hmm. in being willing to do that when you know you're not going to understand it fully. Yeah. Jared told this story the other day to a couple when he was talking about Bible reading, but Valor, whenever he was really little, um, he had just started talking. So it was like, he, he wasn't like, talking in sentences yet but he was in the back seat of the car and we were going through a drive-through and 
Jared was just like talking to the speaker, you know, telling him what we wanted. And Valor pipes up out of the back seat after being silent and says, and chicken. Like it was just so random. And you would think that he wouldn't have been paying attention to what we were saying, like that he would have been spaced out or whatever. He was probably barely one. And he just yells out, and chicken. And it was just so funny that he was actually tuned in, that he was actually absorbing what was going on around him, what you wouldn't have thought that he was. And that, it reminds me sometimes of the way that Bible reading goes for me. Because it's like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything. I'm just kind of like feeling like I'm going through the motions, just trying to be obedient, just doing it. And then two days later, I'll be like, oh man, that kind of relates. God brought the scripture to memory Mm-hmm. And his spirit is working in me, bringing something to my mind when I didn't think that I was getting anything out of it. And yeah, I think, go ahead. I, something that's really helped me not get so bogged down in that is the fact that we follow the Bible reading plan as a church. So seeing, I think we can bog down, get bogged down in the day of, I didn't get anything out of it today, but actually over the last year, have you seen any theological progress? Yeah. God works so slowly. So I think it's really wrong for us to measure God just on a daily basis and to measure our sanctification just on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So it's cool for me to be able to reflect even on a people group and see how far I've come, how far my friends have come, how far marriages have come, Mm -hmm. how far our church has come. It's been really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Our church too. And, um, So I thought another thing we could touch on is, okay, so there is right and wrong ways to read the Bible. So (laughs) Jesus talks about, and John 5 tells the Pharisees that there's a wrong way Mm. that you can go about it, that you can Mm -hmm. just, well, as he says in John 5, um, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, but it is there mm-hmm. that they witness that it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Um, so basically, the Pharisees were they knew scripture, they were reading scripture, devouring scripture, yet they completely missed Jesus. And mm-hmm. Jesus is talking about in John five that um, a little bit later on that. Um, let's see. Do you not think that I will accuse you to the Father? There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. Um, but if you do not believe his writings, how do you believe my words? Well, Moses wrote mm-hmm. the first five books of the Bible. That's the Old Testament. So a lot of times people will read the Bible and just think that, okay, well, this story is about this story in itself and miss the fact that all the Bible points to Christ. And, and so as we read the Bible, we don't need to just be thinking, okay, how is this applying to me? What is this about? How Mm -hmm. is this scripture about me? Um, but instead we should be looking, how is this about Christ? And Mm -hmm. as I further dig into Christ and his character and who he is, that is therefore changing me. Yeah. I think the main, the, the opposite of that is when people read scripture to see, um, themselves in scripture yeah. to figure out only how does this apply to me today? How does this make me feel happier today mm-hmm. first for the day, or even the horrible, horrible ways you can go wrong with, um, journal Bible journaling. Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Where you like draw pictures over the scripture. Mm-hmm. And my friend Michelle sent me a horrible example recently. I think it, I feel like it was in John five actually. Um, where they had like colored over everything except three words and they chose like the words you are enough out of this whole passage. And I was like, oh my gosh. Bible journaling thing just go away now. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I can't help but think it's because we live in such a self-absorbed world yeah. um, that we want everything to be about us. And okay. why not the Bible also being about us? Like it's some kind of secret code to unlock that if we rub the genie's bottle just right, then we'll figure out the key to what will make us happy. And you know, honestly, yeah. there's a, there was a long stint of my um, early Christian life that I read the Bible like that, just wrong, just like yeah. flipping it open, hoping, hoping that the genie would pop out the right scripture for me that day, um, rather yeah. than actually wanting to commune with my Savior. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a completely wrong way to read the Bible. We're missing, we're missing Jesus, just like the Pharisees did if we do it like that. Well, I think too, when, when you're looking for Christ in scripture, you realize Christ is all you need. And there was just a really cool section from the um, William Googe family trilogy I've been reading about how Christ is always such a good provider for his bride and his church. And he was, he was showing like example after example, after example in the old Testament of where he was providing for his people in the desert, you know, crossing through streams when enemies were trying to kill them. And yet the Lord provided, and he was just applying that like to the new Testament church. The new Testament church has, been abundantly provided for nourished and cherished and you could just read those stories in the old testament and think well that's just israel that doesn't apply to me but really when you see christ in his character in those stories that totally applies to you even more as the new Mm. testament church yeah that's awesome um like i said earlier but with any of the christian disciplines we we should be remembering that like, okay, God asked like the Sabbath, like God, God created the Sabbath because it's good for us to rest. Like it's a gift for us. And whenever we obey in that, it is a gift for us. It's good for our families. Like, and, and just like Bible reading and prayer and all this stuff, not only are we obeying God and God commands us to do it, but it gives us joy and life mm-hmm. and purpose and peace like there's so much beauty and promise for us whenever we obey in scripture reading and in prayer and um i just read that rc sprawl book the little um this prayer change things book which is a really awesome book on prayer and i really liked it but he gave a quote in there from martin luther and i feel like i may have mentioned this quote before but um it's luther basically saying that i usually pray for an hour a day unless i have a really busy day that day and then i wake up and i pray two hours so you expect him to say like i have a really busy day so if i have a really busy day yeah so Mm -hmm. it's it's similar in like our life whenever we're whenever we're feeling completely overwhelmed and stressed out in our tenant or or overly busy like maybe our kids are like going through something crazy we may feel the tendency to like i can't read my bible right now there's so much going on there's like this crazy different circumstance than what is normally in my life. Um, that should be the times that we press deeper into God's word. We press deeper into mm-hmm. prayer and, and um, service and all those things, just because we know that that's where life and peace happens. We know that that's yeah. where the good things happen. And instead of retreating to other things like Instagram stories for our peace and refueling, we should run to Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I recently read Shopping for Time by Carolyn Mahaney and her daughters, and I'm not, I don't really have this issue necessarily, but I had never heard of this idea before. If you struggle to wake up early and you do want to wake up early to read scripture, um, they call it the 5 a.m. club where they give, they, two other friends that they know wake up earlier than them, they tell them to just call them every morning until (laughs) it's a habit for them to be up early. And I just thought that was such a good idea to have like outside accountability. That's not just your alarm or your spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and they, for multiple of them, they said it really just helped change their, um, like their internal clock so they can be early risers now. Yeah. And I just thought that was a cool idea. Yeah, that's cool. Also in the, the version app, I think I told you about it. The version app has groups that you can be a part of mm-hmm. for plans that you're going through. So if you're doing the Bible reading challenge and you're alone, um, just ask around, even message us. We can, we can put you in a group that we know of or um, ask mm-hmm. people that we know if they would want to be with you. And um, just getting a group together because that's a great source of accountability because it'll have like, like today it had Luke, what do we do? One through four or one through five today? I think it was one through four. One through four. So we had like Luke one through four today. And then the last bubble to check off is talk it over. So you click on that and it's like a little discussion board with all the people that are in the group and then you can talk about it. So that is a great source of accountability. You can also see like check marks of who's got done yet that day um, and who hasn't, hasn't had time yet to do it. And Oh, um, that's yeah, cool. So that's cool. It is a de- definitely a source of accountability because if I see, if I see somebody who hasn't had a check in like five days, I'm going to be like, Hey, what's going on girl? You know? Yeah. So anyways, uh, that is always an option too for accountability. But that's way cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Bible reading? Um, I have lots to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I just think it's, I mean, I was the type of person that wanted to have a commentary every single morning and it was right. just, it had to be glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I genuinely like about the Bible reading challenge specifically is that they just encourage you to, if you're in scripture regularly, you will come back to scripture again and you will have more scripture belt, more scripture under your belt to help you further understand those passages that mm-hmm. you might just get stuck up on and be in commentaries for days and days over. Mm-hmm. So that really just helped me let go of the idea of using the commentary all the time mm-hmm. me and too. just yeah. really allowing scripture to interpret itself. And right. that's the other thing that I don't generally, I don't like Jen Wilkin for multiple reasons, but um, I did learn from her book. I think it's called women of the word just about one easy way to allow scripture to interpret itself and not rush to the commentaries is actually using the footnotes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and not all Bibles have the footnotes included. So I would definitely say get a Bible that has a footnote included, um, in it and start using that as a tool in your tool belt. And also just get a dollar store Bible. If you're worried about or get a free Bible from your church. We give them out all the time. I can send you one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're worried about not, if you can't fit Bible reading in, like when you're stirring the pancake batter or when you're out, your kids are out playing because you don't want to get your nice leather Bible messed up, then get a Bible that's free. You're not worried about messing it up. You guys should see my Bible. It is mm-hmm. a wreck. Um, but then you're going to use it more. You're, it's better mm-hmm. to have a cheap Bible that you actually read than have a yeah. nice Bible that you never crack open. And so I use the version app and I did not mm-hmm. want to. I wanted to have a physical Bible. Like I wanted to have that in front of me. And for this stage of life, yeah. having it on my phone and reading on my phone is what is making me able to do it every day. So like yeah. don't get hung up yep. in the details like you said. Like it's okay if it's your Bible gets disgusting. It's all right. Like yes. there, we live, I would just with school today, we were just talking about scrolls and how like if someone's Bible got messed up, they had to get a new scroll, which someone had to copy (laughs) by hand. Like we don't live in that time right now. You can get it on your phone whenever you want. You can get it from, yeah, we have tons at our church too. Anybody at Christ church, there's tons of Bibles. I will give you a few. Um, so yeah, don't get hung up in the details. And Oh, I I think this, I was just going to say, um, the coming back to it again, I remember hearing a story of somebody that um, 
they had just had a baby. So like a big chunk of scripture, they only had listened to for like months the year before they had only done the, like where it reads to you thing. And they, and oh, they yeah. just assumed like, I got nothing out of that whole chunk of the year. And then they came back to it the next year and they were like shocked at how much they had remembered. Oh, and, how much that got. and so that was just really encouraging to me too, of seasons where it's like, this is a crazy season. I don't know what the heck I'm getting that God is still at work, even if you're only listening to it. Yeah. I think sometimes getting familiar with the overall arc of scripture and having a quicker pace is almost better for us because it gives us more to remember in our hard times than just specific passages, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, that um, has been super valuable to me. Yeah. Like certain themes have stood out to me over the past few years of doing the Bible reading challenge. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's really obvious. Why did I not catch that before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's almost as if God himself, it allows God to highlight themes that he wants for you to highlight instead of you because what I do is I read a passage and then I, I get curious about a certain part. So I'm only going to look into that certain part. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I'm highlighting via the mm-hmm. commentaries what I want to highlight, but mm-hmm. I just see God, God kind of places topics on my own heart that, that I look into throughout the year, I guess. And I start yeah. to see that in scripture. So, yeah. but I, I think too, the audio Bible don't feel like if you are so blastedly busy that all you can do is listen to a little bit of scripture on your way to somewhere where holding your your phone up to your ear mm-hmm. because your kids are so loud. That's better than nothing at all. Yeah. And just yeah. remember that the new Testament was written in order to be read out loud. So it's mm-hmm. totally legit to yeah. listen to it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Anything? Else? I think that's okay. kind of it. <laughs> all right. Well, ladies get your Bibles out. Oh, one thing else I was thinking about with this uh, episode is how important it is. Um, well, in every, in every generation, but especially in our generation, that we truly are women who know the word, that we really do know what the Bible says. <laughs> we are living in a society, even in America, that um, yeah. is lying to us, that is saying things are okay, that God says are not okay. So yeah. um, in my life, I guess, and you know, in, and I think a couple generations at least, as far as culturally speaking, it is important now more than ever that you are so grounded in the word and Mm -hmm. really know what God says, because there are even churches who are saying things that are contrary to God's word. So, Mm -hmm. um, now more than ever be in your Bible. Brian is always saying from the pulpit on Sundays that we want to be people who read the Bible to the bottom and have no problem passages. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, that's really convicting because mm. there's been major things, even just the last couple months that we've totally changed our minds on that we're like, well, I could fight with scripture right now or right. I could submit myself to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just no yesterday, Jared, had, Jared, yeah, Jared and I had the same discussion yesterday where I was just like, I mean, I'm just going to have to read some more on that because if God says it, then okay. But, you know, just and, and, and we shouldn't flinch at God's word. We should yes. never flinch. Yes. Like if, if God says something that f- even feels like, like yesterday of something Jared and I were talking about, it just feels like, are you sure? Like, is this really what the Bible says? And we look and we read and we find out that it is what the Bible says, then you know what? We put aside our feelings on the subject Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we wholeheartedly pick up God's word and trust that he is much wiser than we are on it. Yes. Actually, there was a pretty major thing recently where that happened. And I told Brian, like the fact that there's sin arising and rebellion in my heart makes me believe this even more because- Oh, it's so true. (laughs) 
and it just, I think for me too, it's, it's just allowing, allowing God's word to inform your definitions of all of life. Yeah. Not just what you're comfortable with or what culture says is acceptable, but all of life. Yeah. And honestly, it's just a huge laying down of pride, like laying down of my intelligence, laying down of what other people may think of this belief that I'm holding. Um, just laying it all down for the sake that God is wiser than I am and I can trust him. And, and Mm -hmm. I believe that living my life submitted to his word is the best thing I could do. Mm. Amen. Yeah. What kind of soda? That's not a soda. That's one of those weird stevia sodas. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, this, it's the only one I like actually. Um, is it cream soda? Yeah. It's cream soda. I don't like like the other ones. I I like cream soda. I'll have to try that one. Yeah. All all of us, even Brian likes it. Mm, I like that. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Try the weird stevia cream sodas (laughs) and have a great day. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives, Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.